Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Players NIL. And my special guest today is Mr. Charles McNeil. Charles, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Well, I really appreciate it. And uh, Charles, you and I met over Zoom a couple of weeks ago, and I really loved your story. And uh, here at the Players NIL, we're talking about, you know, how can we use athletics to better our lives and better the lives of the people around us? And I think you're a great example of that, in my opinion, but I'd like you to share it with the audience. So let's go back to the beginning. And I do this on every podcast. I talk about two words. One is sports and one is athletics. To me, sports is the first game that you saw or your early fandom. You grew up in St. Louis. Maybe it was football, maybe it was baseball, basketball, maybe there's some other sport, but tell me about your early life. Someone took you to a game, someone watched TV with you, someone bought you a baseball mitt. How did you become aware that there was this thing called sports out there? Um, so my first uh, probably sporting event that I can remember, well, my mom was in college. So I was like three about that age, maybe four. And we used to go to the basketball games that they had at uh, the University of Missouri Raleigh at the time. Now it's called Missouri S&T. And so from a young age, I got to see college sports. Um, that's probably my earliest memory of sports. And then growing up for there, uh, my great, my grandpa used to take me to uh, see baseball games. And little did I know that I was in one of the most iconic arenas ever, uh, Bush Stadium One. And so I got to see Bush Stadium One build, uh, being there and then look out of my seat and over to the left and see Bush Stadium Two being built and then now go to games at Bush Stadium too. So, so when you were young, you, when you were young, three years old, four or five and, and all that, what did you think when you saw those athletes? Um, it was, it was really cool to see. Like I used to, I, re, I remember wanting to do that specifically football before I figured out that height plays a really big factor in that. <laughs> um, but and before then, like I used to, when we were in Walmart, I used to like run, you know how they had the tags sticking out of, in the aisle? I used to run down them, you know, hitting them with my hand, thinking I was hitting the fans of hand, uh, the hands of fans and things like that, you know, wanting to be a professional athlete and throwing the ball down the hall and running and going to catch it like Mr. Perfect and things like that. So um, I've, I always dreamt about wanting to do what they did. And, you know, to a point I was able to accomplish that. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think that's probably classic American, you know, young boy gets exposed, you know, living his dream of trying to be like his heroes on TV or in your case, some of the games that you went to. I think that's pretty classic. So what was some of the early sports that you participated in? Um, so I never participated in baseball, which I wish I would have. But um, for sure, it was football was, I think, the first sport. I played flag football. Um, from there, I played a little bit of soccer, just a very tiny bit, uh, probably like two or three years. Um, and then basketball was the sport I played for about three or four years around the time that I was, I think six, maybe seven, uh, I was introduced to wrestling in the middle of basketball season. So I stopped, uh, playing basketball. And from that day forward, I wrestled and of course did some other sports, you know, track and I played lacrosse for a year and, um, my, my dad and my grandpa are really big into golf. So I've had a pair of golf clubs ever since I could probably walk. Um, so, uh, I've been fortunate enough to participate in a lot of different sports, but my bread and butter is definitely wrestling. So write the scouting report for Charles, Charles McNeil, the athlete, what would it say in the scouting report? And a charismatic, 
uh, go-getter type of guy. Um, I do overcommit myself sometimes, which kind of, that's my downfall. But, you know, as long as you can start to recognize those things, then you can start to correct them. So, um, but I'm definitely go-getter, really confident, charismatic, and I can probably speak to anybody about anything. Love it. That's a great scouting report. That's one that coaches want to have on their team, someone just like you. So at some point you, you realize that, you know, athletics now, right? Sports was the fandom. Now you're an athlete. Athletics in high school, you realize, hey, maybe I can use this as a ticket to get to college. Tell me about those steps in that moment where you said, I can wrestle in college. Uh, so I, I remember going to camps. I was um, in eighth grade, seventh grade. I was being able to wrestle with the high school kids um, because, you know, my, I had a brother in high school. He was really good. Um, I had a brother that was a year older than me. He was also pretty good. We were going to these tournaments and these camps and we were doing, you know, pretty good as a family. So they invited the the younger of us to be able to go and practice with the high schoolers. And so that's when I started to have the dream of being able to wrestle on the next level. So just at the high school level for me was a dream, you know, getting on the bus, traveling to those tournaments, cutting weight in the hotel. Like I wanted to be able to do that. Then once I was exposed to college wrestling, I think when the national championships were in St. Louis, I think it was 2012. They had one of the best brackets ever. I think there was the 157 pound bracket of those, I think 60 or 50 something individuals who were in that bracket. I think there's like five or six world medals that turned out from that bracket. Um, I think they had like 16 All-Americans between all of them. Uh, and it was a it was a barn burner. But that's what really got me exposed to wrestling in college. Um, then I started to watch these videos when I got to be a senior in high school. One of my coaches was really, really good about showing us what the next level does and preparing us for that, taking us to camps. I was exposed to the Olympic Training Center and some of those guys up there. And then I started to see what I could really do. So I had the dream of, you know, flying the wrestling tournaments. And instead of getting on that bus now, you know, I've graduated to a plane and uh, we're, st- we're spending three, four or five days in a hotel and how to manage my weight. Like I wanted to be able to do that one day. I wanted to have that that grind um, wrestling three, four times a week, like those things I started to dream about. And um, we had a college coach that came to uh, Waynesville before I was a senior. So he was the first person that kind of told me like, you can actually wrestle at the next level, man. Like You should give it a shot. And so he ended up being my freshman year college wrestling coach. Wow. So I never wrestled, uh, but my father was a wrestling coach when I was young and my job was to cut the oranges for the end of the bench. So yeah. that's as close as I got to that. But being an athlete and, and recognizing athletes as I did when I was young and I idolized great athletes like you did, you know, I always respected wrestlers, you know, the, the tremendous work ethic, the discipline, you know, the selflessness in terms of giving up everything for your team, cutting weight, all those things. What would you describe to me as the most essential strengths that it takes to be successful at wrestling? Uh, discipline's one, you know, you learn it real, real quick, uh, when it comes to making weight. And then when you, when you fail, um, in wrestling, it's, it's, you, you got to let it go quicker than most people know. Um, cause your failure can come in, in a lot of things. It could be a tough day of practice and yeah, you can have a tough day of football practice and get hit a couple of times as a running back and your cuts aren't as, as good. And, you know, you can't get open as a wide receiver, but in wrestling, it's a little bit different. Like you're physically getting beat up, you know? you're really getting, you're getting humbled in the room. So um, I think you got to be disciplined. You got to be humble and you just got to have a a high work drive, like a high work ethic. Um, It's not a lazy sport. 
And unfortunately, you know, the sport being so tough, sometimes people can't relay that to the professional world. Um, and that's kind of the, I wouldn't say the downfall, because there's a lot of great wrestlers that became great business people or great professionals. But there's, uh, there's some that are really, really good wrestlers and, and have trouble making that connection. Can't trans translate it to success after sports. That's part of the players on AL too, is this post-career guidance concept. You know, how do we take care of these people that have committed so much and focused and what's their self-value and what's their self-worth going forward? So you, you've used athletics, you get to college, you've got a great mentor, you're in college, you're wrestling. I don't really care about the wins and the losses. Tell me about the experiences and the learning lessons and what you gain in terms of life skills by competing in college. Uh, competing in college, it, it taught me, uh, you know, how to manage my time. Um, and it taught me discipline to another level. Uh, when I was an athlete in undergrad, I wasn't just an athlete. You know, I was an athlete, a full-time student, a residential assistant, a student ambassador. And I was in a couple of different clubs. I still worked in the athletic department myself. I started off in the sports information department, you know, video in the games, running the broadcast, uh, moved into operations a little bit. Um, moved into social media for my specific team. So we had a men's and a women's team. I did social media for both of them, you know, coordinated a little bit, just a very tiny bit, not much, but enough to get some experience, you know, uh, some promotional ideas. Uh, my first stab at negotiating a deal um, for our team when it came to T-shirts, uh, it was very small again, but, you know, I, I got in the, the behind the scenes of creating our first ever alumni duel. So a lot of these things, uh, showed me how to manage my time, but it also gave me the confidence to say I can actually do this at the next level. Like some of the things that I believe athletics and uh, should teach people and that athletes should have, like these are ideas that need to be heard and um, things that need to be done. So I, I got a lot of confidence in my professional abilities, uh, being able to do a lot more than just wrestle. Um, but being a wrestler is what got people to start to, to believe in me a little bit. So it was kind of like my credibility because they knew how hard I could work. But um, once I was able to get past that and people see me as a professional, you know, now it's a little bit better to say I'm, I was a wrestler and now this is what I do in athletics, you know, so that's pretty cool. Wow. I mean, your mentors, your family, they must be proud to give me goosebumps just thinking about it. It's it's the ultimate American dream. You've, you've, you're living it, my man. And uh, congratulations on all of that. So you know that there's a finality to uh, all athletes, you know, uh, in your case, probably the end of your athletic career was coinciding with the end of your undergraduate academic career. Tell me the thought process about what was next. You're in grad school now. You're getting a master's degree, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Cool. So tell me about that process and why you're studying what you are currently involved in. So I, I have the, the goal of one day being an athletic director. The, the ultimate goal is in the power five, but being an athletic director itself, I'd still be able to you know, accomplish my mission and being able to protect and empower student athletes. Um, but kind of how I worked was after I graduated, I, I worked with TD Ameritrade for a little bit and it, it was cool. You know, I got to work from home. I got to experience that life was watching the the stocks every morning so that kind of got repetitive but eventually I just told myself like this is not what I want to do I don't want to sit behind a desk so I applied for a job at a summer camp in Pennsylvania as an athletic director and they offered me the assistant athletic director got that position and so I lived in Pennsylvania for two months and I was a 
called by a lady that I met that runs uh, a lot of things in Division Two wrestling. Um, and her name is Jackie Parquet and Dr. Jackie Parquet. And Dr. Jackie Parquet um, asked me to come to University of Indianapolis, be a graduate assistant and help me out a lot with getting into school and um, getting me this position. And so that's kind of how I got here. Um, but again, that, you know, that came from wrestling. That came from being a stand-up person in wrestling. Um, things that I was doing, I didn't know people were watching. So as an athlete, you never know who's watching. You never know who, who can see you. For me, it was someone at the University of Indianapolis, but for you, it could be someone at the company you end up working for. So continue to be yourself and um, just be conscious of, you know, that people are looking at you. Again, great stuff. So what are you studying now? I'm studying strategic leadership and design. So we kind of look at problems and uh, figure out how to come up with a strategy to fix them. Right now we're going over conflict management. So that's kind of cool. We get to go over some conflicts and I bring up sports every single time. <laughs> I think the world needs some conflict management uh, education. So, so that's great. And you're going to graduate when soon? I graduate uh, next August. So not this coming August, but the August after that. So August, August of 23. So you got a little bit more. You got some more coursework, yes, sir. more studying. So you have some time to evaluate your options. Yes, sir. But uh, I know you want to be an athletic director in a power five school. That's great. But what's the first step? What are you hoping for in your first opportunity? Um, my first step is I, I want to take some time and be an entrepreneur. So um, I don't know how that looks. Uh, I've you know flirted with the idea of trying to start my own sports agency, but that comes with people having a little bit more credibility than uh, just being an ex-athlete. So I have to find some ways to establish that credibility. Um, I've also flirted with the idea of working for some companies and um, trying to negotiate um, different negotiations with them and, and become partners with them. So then I can build myself passive income. So I'm just trying to figure out the best way to really um, bring a record of being able to raise a lot of money and, and work my way into the development office of a division one school. And then from there, you know, work my way up. So right, right now it's just trying to figure out that, that land, that lay of the land. Well, I'm sure you're going to be successful. You've got all the characteristics. You're smart, you're disciplined, uh, you're humble, uh, you're social. In other words, you're a good communicator. So here's your chance to give back to Charles McNeil, sophomore in high school. Right. What advice would Charles McNeil, NBA candidate, give to, you know, a small town athlete, sophomore, not sure what his future holds? Give me some words of wisdom and some nuggets that we can uh, share with our audience. Um, it's a very cliche saying, but it's very true. Trust the process. You know, the things that people are telling you, just trust them. Um, if you really believe and you really believe in yourself, um, anything's in, anything's possible. Um, there's a lot of people who told me that I wouldn't get here. A lot of people that told me I wouldn't not only wrestle at the next level, but eventually go beyond that and get a master's degree. And so for me to defy the odds and, and continue to believe in myself um, with the help of my parents and my family, my coaches, um, you, you guys have that support system as an athlete. There's a lot of people that care about you. Believe in them and let them believe in you, but also believe in yourself. And you can go anywhere. Awesome. Well, Charles, you've been an amazing guest and I love your story. I can't wait to follow you. And um, maybe someday the players NIL will create opportunities for you to give back. And I'd love to work with you. That'd be great. Uh, that would be an honor. Okay. Thank you, Charles. Have a great day. Thank you.